narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. We have to deal with the fact that we're in narrative war. We're in a narrative war. That's what we're in. Okay? There's an entire propaganda machine uh, that this party, one party, the Republican Party, controls. And they can parse stuff out. They can come and drill down into people's. They've hijacked and hacked the brains with, uh, with the exact same techniques and the same kind of languaging and semantics and propaganda tools and weaponry um, that, that are used for radicalization, right, in other places, right? And mm-hmm. radical, are radicalizing people left, right, and center. So I think what you've got to do is listen to, everyone needs to get into the space of, okay, we're in a narrative war, and, and make a decision. Do you care more about social police reform and social social justice then you do care more about that about really accomplishing that than you do about a word defund the police or a phrase right and hanging on to that because you're we're in a narrative warfare we're in a propaganda war we are and they have a fucking incredible machinery and artillery right they really do um we do not <laughs> we don't we're doing that's why all four of us are here is because we're like ah you know we found each other using whatever platform whatever means we could to try to get some truth out there to try to pierce this horseshit bubble that that was uh, this wave of horseshit actually that was coming at us from Trump and in the in his administration but really from the GOP and from that machinery from the Fox News Breitbart Daily Caller 4chan um, PR firm ho- crafted semantic Senate staffer machinery mm-hmm. right with all of their little and mm-hmm. you'd be surprised the journalists that are involved in all of that right that are in your favorite network or on your mm-hmm. favorite program but we can't like we can't step into the terrain of accusing them of, of uh, even though Eric does it which I appreciate on the regular <laughs> right and I've done it too of like going this is not journalism you need to do better this is journalistic malpractice that's a fine line because you don't want to go into the camp of the enemy of the people fake news horseshit, right? Because we're in a narrative war. We're in a narrative war. They have their offensive bullshit strikes that they launch that put us in a position where we have to come out and, okay, how do we call the truth out in this? And how do we battle the semantic? Know that you're in that war and stop being idiots with phrasing and terms and words that are only going to give power to the enemy and completely dismantle the very thing that we've all been fighting for. I'm sorry, that defund the police phrase, that semantic, that hurt the house. Mm-hmm. That hurt. Yep. And there are house members who said, mm-hmm. this hurt us. This hurt us. So anybody within the Democratic Party, anyone, and they're, you're going to find them in that sort of far left camp that's saying, you know, that's not the problem. The problem is you don't know how to fight for a bubble. It's like, no, you are stepping on minefields, stepping in traps and fucking us over, right? So 
Democrats need to get in a different and independents and never Trumpers. Everybody needs to get into a different mindset. You need to get in the mindset of winning and power. And Greg, the piece you published today, I thought that last paragraph was a great piece. Love Moscow Never Sleeps. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's amazing. He's great. And he's a, he's having a lot of fun mm-hmm. writing. You know, he's just an attorney by trade. But uh, that last paragraph where he nailed it was like, you know, what do you want? Vengeance is not necessarily justice, right? It's not necessarily, yeah. you know, and really kind of said, here's a playbook by which we can come back into our, our Supreme Court and really get rid of the, some of the criminality that we've got going on in there, right? And that got put people in there, like Kavanaugh. Today's piece was on Kavanaugh. And sort of put that last paragraph was like, everybody get in the frame of mind of, it may not look like what you want it to look like. You know, you may not get that emotional thing you were hoping for, but you get the win. You get the seat back. You get the guy out of there. That's so it. That's my rant. That, that was the brilliance of that. Uh, well done. The brilliance of, of that piece this morning uh, on that on that theme was I love the juxtaposition of going after the numbers and the money, which is simultaneously the best evidence and the hardest right. for the public and or jury, which is a, a very mm-hmm. astute way to, for a good attorney to put it, versus the issue with Christine Blasey Ford. And I, I thought that piece yeah. was so, it was just excellent in the way that it did not push back on the ineffectiveness of putting up the behavior with women. Because we, yes, we want to call out rape culture. We want to stop this behavior. We want people to pay a price for it. However, that is not conclusive enough in a Senate hearing to get somebody tossed and not once he's on a lifetime and appointment. But the way he said, look, the question is, this is a guy who was making under $200,000 who had all his debts paid off all of a sudden. And then he's again at 200,000. And then this goes away. Who paid that off? Why did he say he spent that money on a credit card? for home improvement, but there are no permits to do construction on that home. Whose money was that? Where did it go? And what did you really spend it on? Because you may have perjured yourself and you don't need 66 Democratic senators. You need 51 or 50 for that, right? Um, And, you know, the way he put it of you get that, you get those questions in front of the American people. And he says, you're going to have a a profanity laden, I forget the the verbiage, you're going to have a profanity laden discussion at the kitchen table, followed by crossed arms, followed by lots of alcohol, followed by a call to an attorney who's going to want a five to six digit retainer and a four digit per hour uh, (laughs) hourly rate. And you will get. And the guy will go away. Get that's right. Do the thing, and man, it will not feel as good as like, dude. Did you did did how many girls did you rape? How many girls did your friends rape? I mean, it would be great. And there's so much woundedness. And you were talking about that this morning, I believe, in the flyerside chat. There, there's so much trauma there, and we want to get into that, and we want that healed. But it's healed through the credit cards and the work permits. 
That's come, right. And that and, is how you get it. And, and, it's, and it's not what will feel good. That's right. Well, it, look, it's going to feel good to not have to go through um, losing our rights over controlling our own bodies. That's going to feel great. <laughs> so fuck it, right? And the other thing about this guy that was great in the piece, because Greg and I covered, you know, we were at the time, Greg and I, if everybody remembers, when they were confirming, when we were going through the Blasey Ford hearings, even a little before it, Greg and I were like, ha, huh, he's perjuring himself. Oh my God, the money, follow yeah. the money, everybody. And we couldn't get through because uh, there had been a, a very intentional um, punch right? Blow leveled into people's, into women's, especially trauma center, right? Very intentionally done to traumatize women. You saw women showing up, wailing, wailing. I'm a, I, I got my Me Too. I shared a little bit of my Me Too this morning, right? You did. Um, I could see, you could see, oh, there's no, this is now all of this trauma, all this trauma is taking over everything. And as soon as uh, you can, we could be upset about this as our country as we want to be, but this is our country, guys. As soon as it gets into he said, she said, as soon as it gets into women trying to get focus on their pain, right? We lose. Done. It's over. They win. And they know this. They know it. Will that change eventually? Yeah. It's not changed right now, but for Kavanaugh, you want to see emotion, you start putting the spotlight on that guy's fucking perjury and his finances, and then let him cry and weep as he has to hire attorneys or get Letter Leo to pay for attorneys to try to, you know, to fight an investigation into his perjury and his finances. And he has either that gauntlet he can go through with his mopey wife and his weird ass kids sitting there going, oh, dad, oh, or you know, a big fancy law firm saying, hey, former SCOTUS, come and work for us and we'll pay you. You know, you can make seven figures a year and you can be rolling in dough. What do you think old loose change Brett is going to do? Right. He's going to go. He's going to take the money. So that's the you've got to play the people that we're on the field with. We're on the field with motherfuckers. And so we got to play that game, not the game of. Why won't you pay attention to my pain? Because they're never going to, because they don't care. They don't give a fuck about your pain, everybody. They don't fucking care. Not only do they not fucking care about your pain, they're gonna inflict more of it so that you're so traumatized, you, they take you out as an adversary. They take you off the mm -hmm. field. That's who, we're, that's who we're dealing with here. Once, once, you realize that, once you realize that that Supreme Court voted to pack churches so more people could die this Christmas, uh, yeah, stop expecting that they're going to have any, uh, any compassion or humanity. That's done. But we don't have a, a Democratic Senate majority, and we might, but we're not going to have that right now. Um, how do you guys see the machine that's put the Supreme Court in place that has stacked every court in the country with conservative judges, never mind just the Supreme Court. How do you see, you know, going after one judge for a credit card thing, actually, um, you know, changing the system or making them that much weaker? Can I, I want to talk a little bit, if I can, about, about the pieces, because um, 
they're on prevail and they're by moscow never sleeps because people are asking um which is a strange pen name but that's his pen name moscow never sleeps he's an attorney by trade he is now in the united states he worked in russia for many years he knows um, he knows the enemy and i think he's watching us so you know be careful don't 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 blow too much smoke up his ass guys okay <laughs> um the uh <laughs> the plan is two pronged now i i really believe that packing the courts is a good thing um, and I don't think it should be 11. I think we should have like 27 justices. I think we should have 81. I think we should have as many as functionally possible for the simple reason that it makes it hard to buy the court off. If there's only nine people, just like on a baseball team, right? There's nine people on a baseball team. You buy off two of them. Yeah, it's pretty early to rig the World Series. And, the, and, and nine people on the Supreme Court is the same thing. Everybody is human. If you have 27 people, if you have 81 people, who gives a shit about Brett Kavanaugh's baseball tickets? But if there's only nine, it matters, right? Yeah. So, but we're not going to be able to do that in, in, for a while. So absent that, what can we do? And his plan, and this is Moscow Never Sleeps plan. First of all, Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas is 72 years old. He is married to a woman who is a uh, Virginia Lamp Thomas, who is a big mover and shaker in in uh right wing um money groups packs and stuff like that yeah Citizens United. that shouldn't be first of all if you're a judge you really sh your wife really or your spouse i should say really shouldn't be a political act uh, you know that kind of thing exactly. it just it doesn't go okay um we can't infringe on free speech whatever but it it, it, it smells bad um so the thing to do, he suggests, is, well, we just need to audit the fuck out of this. Go after them. Go after every organization she is uh, involved with. And yeah. maybe we'll find something. Maybe we'll find nothing. We don't know. But we're allowed to look. It's our job to look. Let's look. That's and right. after a little while of this, she's going to get sick of it. And she's going to tell her husband, look, if you take, and I didn't realize you could do this. This was the genius for me of this piece when he said it to me. I like my fucking jaw dropped on the floor. I didn't realize that Supreme Court justices can opt for what's called in the lower courts senior status, which means that they just say I'm re I'm effectively retired, which means that I'm no longer going to be one of the nine that makes the cases. I'm going to be replaced, but I'm still going to be around. I'll do the he the light lifting kind of thing. I'll show up on Christmas at the at the office parties. I'll still be there to put my pubic hair on the Pepsi can. No worries. I'm going to get <laughs> full benefits and all this kind of stuff. But yeah. it also liberates him to be able to go out on a speaking tour and make a lot of money. So yeah. if the choice is for him, I can still have most of the stuff that I have now, but make a whole lot more money and my wife will be happy or continue as it is. Probably he's going to just take the money right and make his wife happy so that's what he wrote in the first piece moscow never sleeps on prevail it's called c is for clarence the second piece is about kavanaugh which is basically the guy lied he lied about his finances we know this under oath. the guy made yeah, he, he was a, he was a a, a a circuit judge he made sixty two thousand dollars a year in 2006 when he bought that house for 1.224 million dollars his down payment that he had on that house cost more than i paid for the house that i'm now living in 
okay? Yeah. It's a shit ton of money. And by the way, it's not some gleaming manse. It's it's an arts and crafts house in Chevy Chase, Maryland, which is apparently a yeah. money pit because he kept having to buy, spend money on all this, all these uh, renovations. And this, you think when you pay 1.2, the house will be like, you walk in and it's okay. But no, <laughs> not Kavanaugh, the real estate genius. Uh, no, wait, wait, wait till you come He can't afford to live in that house no, on the salary that he schools, made and private schools for his kids and two country, country but not private catholic there's a different they're cheaper but still uh, yes well, catholic they're cheaper all, still. All, not public school. all of the all of the expenses he does not make enough money to live period he doesn't it's not factual and as a federal judge he has to give over his financial disclosures now in in the laws right. it, he to get help from his parents or family members and not i think disclose so there are that maybe that his parents are bankrolling him great fine but you gotta tell us you can't hide behind right. this thing and you can't say weird shit like how did you pay for this and then there's this you know that doesn't even get into the baseball tickets thing which is as I see it, just a way to give him more money. I mean, you have, if you go out to dinner, if I've done this when I was badly in debt, okay? You go out to dinner with like six buddies. I'll be like, I'll put it on my credit card. You guys give me cash, right? And then the credit card bill just, just goes into the pile of debt and now I have cash in my hand. He did that, but instead of like a $150 bill, it's, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Then he's got his friends have to reimburse him. We don't know how that worked. We don't know if they wrote him a check. We don't know if they no. if we don't know if if the money that was reimbursed was actually the money that was owed. There's lots of weird shit with that. And listen, it's a total guys, mess. Also, there's six guys or seven guys, these buddies that all went to these fancy places and they're yeah. putting baseball tickets, season tickets on a credit card. Why the fuck do they make the guy that has the least amount of money pay for it up front? Why? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. The guy with the most money should pay for it up front, right? It makes no sense at all. These are two things off the top of my head. I could talk about this for hours. So you're, you're saying you're going to impeach him based on this perjury? No, right? no, no impeachment. No, You go to him and you say, look, you perjured yourself. This, 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 and this. We're going to, not only are you going to get in trouble with perjury, we're going to, we're going to file, we're going to indict you, but we're also going to disbar you. So if you leave the court, you are fucked. You're going to have to be a goddamn basketball coach at a high school that will hire a goddamn <laughs> rapist to coach the girls from oh! now on. There's no money in that, Brett. Or you could leave right now and you're going to have this amazing fucking job. Some law firm in D.C. is going to give you a million bucks. This is Moscow Never Sleeps insists million buck salary just to start, not even counting the billable hours. Right. So suddenly that guy, have to you want to go gamble on sports? You want to bet on the fucking nationals? <laughs> go crazy, my friend. You know, yeah. it, that's so how we're going to so citizens just going to show up and say, um, you know, Justice Kavanaugh, sorry, we've got this information on you and you got to go. We have to be vigilant and loud and demand it. Yeah. Okay. We're going to put out this yeah. stuff. Everybody's just, there's lots going on right now. Once they are in position, once Joe and Kamala are there, once we have a new AG, once we have all the, the pieces in place to have a functional federal government, we are going to be 
banging the drum on this story. We are going to insist that people pay attention to it. And now we have some amount of reach and we're going to exploit the reach that we have, which we have never done before. We're going to, we're going to DM all the, all the famous people that follow us on Twitter and say, please help us get this story out there. It's important. And they're going to do it. Okay. And then all of a sudden there's going to be lots and lots and lots of people aware of the little baseball ticket scheme and how one of the nine people on the Supreme court is fucking owned. (laughs) And how is that going to resolve itself? It's going to have to resolve itself. It's going to have to resolve itself. And and expect, and expect, let me just finish this, wrap this for for Greg. Sure. And expect that a dirty op will get thrown in people's face. Like some, something will happen. Right. Yeah. And it'll feel like you got pooped on. And uh, that's why the mindset's so important. If you're in the mindset of, as I say, what's my line, Eric? Right. It's like where they're trying to traumatize uh, uh, us. Right. Anybody. Right. Uh, whether it's the lying or the mm-hmm. hypocrisy or whatever makes people's hair go on fire, you know, or the rape. Right. You just say, well, line forms to the left. Now show me your bank account, motherfucker. Right. Like <laughs> just stay there Mm -hmm. don't lose focus don't let them distract don't let them inflame don't let them traumatize you they don't get to have access to that part of your your world your 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 own trauma and your emotional well-being is yours it's not theirs to weaponize against you so that you are emotional and you know and i know that's the word that makes that even sets women off right i am one it's like don't call me emotional fuck you listen to me right that Got to set that aside. You say, okay, you could call me emotional. Now show me your fucking bank account. I want to see your wallet. Who owns you? Those are my emotions. My emotions are for money. Let's see yours. Let's see and by it. the way, also, one more thing. Okay. The Democrats know what's going on here. Pat Leahy was asking really good questions. Yes. He's on the record saying, I have never, he's on the record saying no money came in from stocks, bonds, or any investments at all. He's on the record as saying he has never, ever once bet on sports book or gambled on any sporting event in any form ever, which means if he, if he won $20 playing goddamn fantasy football, he fucking perjured himself. Okay. And I think the, 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 certainly the anecdotal evidence or the circumstantial evidence <laughs> clearly supports the idea that this guy is not is no stranger to like what odds are on sporting games okay let's just say so they know eric what were you going to say you look like you were going to chump it in just that that pat Leahy from vermont is always he always just oh well so what about that thing oh okay this is the guy the, this is the guy who got dick cheney to drop an f-bomb on the senate <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. This is great. He's I think anytime there's a groundswell of really movement, it's great. I mean, anytime there's, a, there's an yeah. opportunity for people to, to motivate around an issue like this one, or, you know, more power to everybody to do that. Um, it, it worries me that the domain may not succeed at the end, but that's not the mindset. The mindset has to be that it will win. Um, also, and, I'm so, uh, I, I hate to hear, I don't, one more thing. I swear I'll yeah. shut up, but yeah, yeah, go, people go, go. hate this guy. Every they time do. I write something about Kavanaugh, or tweet something about Kavanaugh, if there's any legs on it at all, it is radioactive. People want to read it. They hate this guy. He is <laughs> clickbait incarnate. He's a 6'5 guy with a shitty handle and a decent jump hook clickbait. That's yeah. who he is. Yeah. So 
it's not like some weird thing that we're going to have to like, hey, guys, remember this? You know, we're not like even the Khashoggi thing, as awful as it is. And we were right on the front lines with that, too. I, I wrote things yeah. about Khashoggi that no, that the media didn't write about in, in when, when that happened or soon after. That's an abstract story in the minds of most Americans. People know who the fuck Kavanaugh is. They know yeah, and they do not wants- like him. Women don't like him because he's a rapist and men don't like him because we all know somebody from school that's like that guy. All we want to do is suck him in the jaw. Yes. That's it. Okay, so Eric, what, Eric, oh, I'm so sorry. Eric used to have a term. He had a term for the mindset. And I asked today in my flyers, I don't know if you, if you caught the whole thing. I'm like, he needs to bring back this term. It's your term. What is it? Do you remember? He used to say, stay frosty. Stay frosty. I, uh, I missed that. Stay frosty was really good. Yeah. Stay frosty. Say stay frosty for us. No, he doesn't, say doesn't, it, actually. doesn't perform. Stay frosty. Oh, there you go. He did. He did. <laughs> stay frosty. What's more, what's more with feeling? The delight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once more without oh, feeling. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Everybody knows the GOP is basically an anti-democratic party right now and that they're stacking the entire system wall to wall with judges and politicians and operatives and media people and you name it that are just plainly corrupt fascists that don't want democracy anymore. And they're surrounded by allies from around the world that are powerful and have weapons and have a narrative warfare that they've provided them. And... And that's the machine we're fighting. You know, we're not fighting one judge and one justice on a Supreme Court. We're fighting a pervasive cancer that's spread all across the system that is anti-democratic, that actually wants the idea of one man, one vote, one person, one vote to disappear. They don't like that idea at all. They're married to the idea of an autocracy of some sort that allows them to keep the power and allows them to keep the money and allows them to be as corrupt as they need to be. They're okay with it. I say they're okay with it because they would not have, you know, elected 200 or whatever House members in the last election if they weren't okay with it. They're perfectly okay with a rigged system and a system that does not have that kind of democratic value that we've known to expect in America. They're not really American in many ways, but that's, but that's the war we're fighting. Now, the good news is that's the war that's fighting everywhere in the world. There's people fighting that war in other countries as well, where the democratic forces are being suppressed as well. Maybe we need to form alliances with those people as well and make sure that we're part of a global <laughs> system that is fighting for democracy. Because these guys have formed a big alliance around the world, these autocrats. You know, they're all united against the democratic countries. Well, what about the rest of us? Should we be forming a union where I we... I think they should, go to, they should go to New Hampshire to that town and get yeah. eaten by bears. They should, be allowed to, they should be allowed to have garbage out every day of the week. Oh, my God. It's amazing. You guys, we were missing the comments, but there was a whole run of people commenting going, the bears. The bears. It's so great. The bears. The bears. All right, Eric. Eric, what do you think I just about wanted- that? Um, well, with regards to Zev's proposition there, um, you know, it, it was ever thus in this country 300 years mm. ago, uh, you know, ish to, to 235, depending on how you want to, 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 to put it, whether here or in, in Europe, particularly, because our cultures have shared, uh, you know, since that 
that time, you've had monarchists and you've had these people with this crazy idea of self-determination. And the country, every country has never been filled with just one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, America was not at all united, especially since so many of Americans were enslaved Africans when we started. So they didn't get asked. And then you had indentured servants. And then you had people who were just trying to, you know, who maybe were out of indentured servitude and had crappy land somewhere. And then you had a small a small bunch of people that had more in common with their English and French, uh, you know, elite ancestors. And they they got sick of those elites and broke away. And then the French, you know, had spent so much time turning the American uh, Democrats into rock stars over there that when their people got sick of them, they're like, yeah, we should, we should do what they did, only also rip them to shreds and cut their heads off. It's never been a united front. And we've gone back and forth. This is always, you know, a this is all this is the enlightenment this is um les lumières as the french would say this is the light this is you know d uh, liberal scientific values and it is so easy and we got to thank the russians man thank them um they got way away from uh, catherine they wish they were catherine the great and peter the great they wish they had that grandeur this this short fat fingered little judo knucklehead shitty spy putin there he's useless and thank you that was for you Pedophile. LB. Um, um, thank you um shitty spy sucks at spying um you shitty. know the you know relegated to east germany for a reason in the 80s um right. but he did us he he is not the emperor that uh he would like to be, but he's done us a great service because Russia also, you know, goes between Asia and Europe, you know, which do we want more tribal warlord stuff or some nice Western stuff? And they haven't been able to decide for centuries either. Then Putin has shown us in the West, you can be turned back towards barbarism too. Let us show you. But in doing so, he has defined Russia and America in ways that he never would have thought none of his Czechist forebears would have ever approved of. He has now shown that Russia is the power of tribal, ignorant, warlord, slaver, scumbags, and America and the West, NATO, if you will, we are the place that we're not perfect at it, but we are the, the skunk works, the R&D lab, for liberal values, science, tolerance, humanism. We're always going to live with, with that spectrum in humanity, I think forever. I think we all, for instance, the Sumerians and before, we always have. So where do we want to go? And we're going towards the light and we're getting the fuck away from Russia. Yep. Absolutely. Well done. Okay. Well said. <laughs> there's, there's more of us than there are of them and we've certainly got the better yeah. message so at the end of the day they're not on the right side of this and they can't really win they can postpone for a bit but they can't really win we can win so you know we have to mobilize and move in whatever situation we can um part of me feels like maybe we need to get to know each other a little bit better i you know i don't know too many people in the middle of america and i yeah. I've never really traveled through much of it. When I have, I've loved it, I've enjoyed it. And I don't know if there's that many people in the middle of America who love to come to the coasts and meet people there. And maybe we need to you know, get together and have a good old fashioned rock concert or something in the middle of, I don't know where, and uh, you know, unite the country in ways that are different 
than the ways we've been doing before. Like, are there ways for us to, you know, culturally unite, get to know other people just like us in America um, in, in different ways? that don't have to be so confrontational. That can be more about having a good time or just getting to know people or networking or whatever. Um, I feel like that's a, a bridge that's worth uh, trying to cross. And I think that's all we've got time for. More popular. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be home dancing up. Lots of good comments tonight, guys. Thank you for all the good comments. Thank you, everybody. Thanks very much. Yes, I've been check all those out. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, they're so great. Bye, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) There goes Eric. Uh, Thanks, guys. It was a fun show. Have a good uh, COVID period and enjoy yourselves this weekend. We'll be back Thank Tuesday. you, Zev. Stay safe, everybody. Christmas Stay safe. will find me.